to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from three to number one. Thank you for joining us this week. As always, if you have a suggestion, please shout them out to us. This week's topic is actually a suggestion from our own Pins Halo. So, you can blame him for this. This week, we're talking about our top three characters we love to hate. And I made it to where Blue was going to hate me this week, and I opened it up to any top three characters you love to hate. So it doesn't have to be a Destiny one. It could be any of them. And joining this, us this week in the hot seat is our good friend, Dancing Viru from Across the Pond. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. So you've listened to top three. You kind of know how the, the gig goes. I'm going to make Blue go first. I'm going to have you go second, and I'll follow it up at the end with our number three. Blue? Uh, Wait, so wait. So we're starting on number three, first. right? Okay, you're confusing Correct. me. You should, okay. Uh, my number three is actually GLaDOS. Oh, really? Yeah. From Portal? From Portal, yeah. Like, the cake's a lie. The cake's a lie. Like, I don't know. Like, GLaDOS, like, I... I I absolutely love Gladys's character. Uh, just like flat out, it's probably one of my favorite antagonists. I, I even hesitate to really call. I mean, she is a villain, but sh- she's more just like the general antagonist in my mind. But like, she mm-hmm. is one of those. She's one of those characters that you're like, if you play through, especially the first portal. If you play through the first portal and you at some point don't just absolutely bleeping hate that character you're not paying attention to what she's saying like i mean not at all in portal 2 like portal 2 kind of humanized her a little bit because of the whole potato situation mm-hmm. um which is also that that was hilarious but as as far as like the hatred that was like first first portal was like i mean it was probably like fifth level to nearly the end where it was just like shut up i'm going to find your power cord and unplug you like <laughs> hated that ai so, so much is it just because she taunts you or what is the, what's the uh, well it was it's kind of like it, it's it's i kind of i hold her in the same like regard as like kind of like the feeling that handsome jack was going for like mm-hmm. it, it's it's yeah it's that it's that taunting it's that it's that constant misleading it's like oh my god just like stop talking like she was always like you know just just the the constant deluge of um uh condescending jokes about your character and like oh you're gonna you're gonna die you're stupid you know you're gonna die you're stupid it's just like that constant like i'm like oh my god i just it just gets so annoyed but at the same time it was done in like i love the portal series because at the same time it's done in a way where i don't know how they could have like i i don't think they could have done that any better because at the same time i absolutely loved her character because she is like she's the perfect blend of just like over the top like hilarious insanity and then also challenging like i i I loved how they kind of meshed those two um emotions together with her character yeah it was the cake wasn't it gladys was (laughs) the one that just made me because of all the taunting i was just gonna prove her wrong Right. No. And I think, I mean, like, that's, that's definitely like, that's definitely the point, right? Is like, it's, oh. it's, it's to dry that, but like, then like the whole thing with like companion, uh, companion cube, like how they 
torture the companion cubes and all that mm-hmm. uh, like there was just there was a lot of things within within the portal series where it was like especially since it's taking place in the same universe as like half-life there's a lot of things sure. that are going on going there as well um, oh i didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. yeah aperture is a subsidiary of one of the other companies or a competitor to one of the, uh, to black mesa i can't remember exactly but it, it does technically take place in the same uh, universe as those wasn't that the whole joke is that they weren't coming out with another half life half life but they were coming out with more portals and that that was the that was i think that was yeah there was there was a was couple jokes out. about that and then like they were like oh yeah the reason half like the reason like the whole thing was that aperture was i think aperture was in competition to black mesa I think was what it was. I can't remember exactly, but I think, but like that was the whole point of GLaDOS and the experiments. What? Yeah. Half-Life three is the cake. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Cake is a lie. Um, But like, that was the whole thing was like aperture kept like dropping, like just, they kept like failing at, at getting stuff, um, which is where I think the main, the main antagonist in portal two kind of, that's where his like stressor, kind of was was he was constantly having to compete with black mesa who was churning out all these experience all these um products i see who was that john clot i don't remember it's been a while it's the lemon the lemon rant is the only thing i really remember from him interestingly enough this is a game franchise that julie has played more than i have oh really yeah cave johnson cave johnson which that, was the only game that I knew that she played before she and I got together. Yes, and Pins posted it. There is actually a recipe um, for the oh, cake no. that is in Portal. Like it's oh, no. legit. That is the recipe. It's so funny. I the the other thing is is like at the end of Portal One and Portal Two, the ending songs are seriously some of my favorite songs. I absolutely just love like. <laughs> again just the snark like the just the the aggressiveness and passive the weird combination of overt and passive aggressiveness that glados has it's just and the way they did the voice like it's just a uh, perfect character in my opinion nice 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 interesting character choice for that one just interesting character in general all right, Varu, what's your number three for characters you love to hate? Um, my number three, is, I would say, Zavala in Destiny. Oh, really? Man. Really? Bye. I'm going away. No, no, you're <laughs> fine. Is it just because everybody, like, there's such a divide on it, or is there a different reason why Zavala is one of your characters? Uh,. I don't see like a, a like a a real character progression from him. I feel like he's like uh like staggering. And That's fair. We haven't gotten a whole lot of insight from him. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. although I feel like right now he's like going towards like the a different direction. If you like the mission dialogue and um, what's the new strike? called uh oh the pyramidian strike that we go into the side passage of that one yeah yeah the the, the oh, festering core was it right mm, okay that's i think that's yeah the festering core um i feel like uh it's just 
this um i mean i get where it's coming from uh i guess that's why i love to hate it i guess I, th- uh, I think one of the things that is interesting about the vanguard that's left in general is that neither icor or zavala seem to have a lot of current development it's a lot of what are you talking about? Ikora just... is developing a lot of things behind her little. Okay, so the Vex Gate place. does not count. The Vex Gate does not count. Like, man, for the smartest count. of the Vanguard, you're doing some really dumb stuff. Oh, man. Did you see the joke that Isakul put out the other day about the Harpy Ghost because of the Vex Gate? Yes. Oh, I love gosh. it. I was, where's where's Emmeline? So where's Emmeline? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was just so many problems. But as far as like. We haven't got a lot of insight. We got a lot of insight into how they react to certain situations. That's not what I'm saying. We haven't gotten a lot of personal stories with them so much lately. But the closest with is with Eris yeah. or Ikora's lines with Eris in guess, the moon. Yeah, but I guess what what point are you cutting off? Like what what point right. are you saying from? Because there was a lot of development up with until Zavala? Like, yeah, with both of them. I mean, the entire Oxygen yeah, SR intro. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of development and healing that the two of them have gone through. It's just not been on screen or yeah, in game. Yeah, I think that's it's the been, big thing. Is that it's and, and, that, and that's fair. But, I mean, like, if you're saying that there's no development, I, I really encourage you to go read Oxygen SR3. Because there's a I mean, lot I guess, of development. Yeah, I guess it's more like, um, I think staggering is what i'm seeing and maybe less uh, lack of development so in 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 vanilla the, the um the vanilla campaign uh, the red war campaign uh he did change like over time uh, well yeah because the the trauma the, of the losing your light and all that yeah but but also uh you know um the uh, the idea what it means to be a guardian he like eventually, uh, the moment where he called Hawthorn Guardian, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was a progression. But then um, it's maybe it's I'm I'm comparing him too much with others um, because in in Warmind, uh, was it Warmind or the the narrative preview where he decided to like <clears throat> keep stuff um, secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Warmind, uh, and then, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. that was a preview to Warmind, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's that felt like a step back. It felt like he was like afraid again. Uh, well, and of, I think that was where he... right, and I think that's where ox the again the oxygen entry kind of explains that too, because that's where Ikora comes yeah. out and it's like, or, and and even Zavala kind of comes out and says like this is not what we signed up for. Like, you know, they're not, right. they're not the political care and they're trying, but like, you yeah, know, Zavala yeah. is a, Zavala is a military minded, you know, that's his but mindset. Then, it's just, it doesn't seem at this point, like they, they've got a lot going on, but we don't get to see their perspective as much, I guess, is more of what I'm, as far yeah, as it, it's all through the eyes. And that is the limitation of the bandwidth they get per yeah, season. I was about to say, about I think that that's, time, yeah, I think that's, that gets chalked up too. They just don't have, which I think is where the narrative previews, right, actually give us a little bit of that insight, right. which I appreciate. 
Um, right. Absolutely. But like when I, I guess when I load it in and like you have to do the whole stupid welcome to Destiny 2 Shadow Keep, which I was really annoyed because it kept popping up little things. It's like, this is how you use your menu. I'm like, I, I know. I got it. Um, and it wouldn't go away until you're like, yes, I went to that screen. Cool. Um, Mm -hmm. but when like you did the whole, like run around the tower and talk to everyone, uh, he actually was like, he actually made a couple comments and I, I'm blanking of course, now that I'm talking about it, but like he made a few comments that I was like, wait, hang on. Like, cause he, he made, he made a point of saying like, I know this is a threat, but I do not have the bandwidth to handle it. So I'm trusting you and Ikora to handle it, mm-hmm. which given what Ikora is in uh, the current yeah, process yeah. of doing, I'm like, eh, might be a bad call on that <laughs> one. But like, you know, I mean, like he, he did, he, he acknowledged our character's growth and he's, and he said, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't let it go to your head, but you know, this is on, this is basically on you. Yeah. Um, and so like, to me, I see that as as a communal development between our character and the and the vanguard in general, because it's it's kind of a recognition. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're not recognizing all the stuff we're doing," but they are now. And like Ikora has, because uh, I think that's the whole thing with Ikora is that you're supposed to be collecting all the little Vex yeah, data chips uh, or components or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which yeah. I feel makes me an accessory to the murder that's going to happen when that gate turns on. But, you know, that's that's neither here or there. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to. Like, I, I want what you're giving me for doing this, but I don't want to support this. This is, like, a bad idea. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and Pins is saying yeah. that, too. It's like he's he's kind of embracing that that idea that he is no longer, like, a a on the field general he's yeah. actually he's now a he's now a you know he's got a lead from behind which i think is, is a, a new thing for him target as far as punching bag though gonna say yeah. that he's i mean yeah easy that's why he wears bag. thick armor except for his bald head anyway <laughs> yeah yeah so my number three i went a completely different route um i did not touch video games necessarily now, one of my characters is absolutely a video game character, and it will not surprise anybody who's ever listened to me talk about this character. But my number three is from a book series that I enjoyed when I was back in junior high. It is, and if you know their know them by their first name, I will be very proud of you. It is Grimma. Grimma Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. Because oh, that yeah. guy is an absolute jerk. <laughs> what oh, yeah. no no yeah. he's totally poison above the, the board poison the king's mind by Philip. yeah yeah no also <laughs> having like slight dark yeah no yeah no not not a fan you can go away the freaking creep mm-hmm. yeah, he, i was not sad to see him get run off in the uh in the story but that is 100% my number three. Grimma Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. You really see him only in, I want to say it's the second book. It's whenever they're in uh, the Ro- with the Rohirrim, if I remember correctly. But it's been a long time. All right. Number twos, everybody. Blue, you are up. Uh, the Thalmor. Skyrim. Gotcha. Yep. No, not just Skyrim. Yep. It's Elder Scrolls. Then, and yeah. they just all need to die. 
High elves. Jerky, jerky. Wow. High elves. They're the, they're the Elder Scrolls equivalent of the Nazis. Let's just, like, call a spade a spade on this one. Like, they <laughs> deserve every... I, I hate them. Yeah. Blue may have a vendetta in so much that he will go and hunt. I am, I am not the only one. <laughs> like, if I just... Just to be in my slight... Actually, I don't even need to defend myself just acknowledging that i'm not the only one that that feels that way mm-hmm. you're good Vera, what's your number two um it's um uh, marco from the legend of korra really avatar yeah okay you're gonna have to explain uh, a little bit more on reasoning behind that one it's especially in, in the like the second and third season and towards the end of the first season it at first i found him funny but then i uh I, he's just so i just find him so delusional <laughs> and i hate it yeah uh, like like overly optimistic until it's too late and then you just get hurt <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i can think of a few characters like that that just cause too many issues for being overly optimistic yeah. man yeah, yeah i get that i you know all of mine are just kind of jerky jerk faces but I, I could see why a character that would be just overly optimistic would be something that get on your nerves. Uh, my number two is actually my only video game character. It is Toland. Uh, no, no shocker to anybody in this chat. Um, Toland can uh, just go piss off. Uh, so I mean, he kind of did. Oh, no, actually, he came well, back. So. He's back. Yeah. And I have to visit him because apparently he holds Lord to the moon, which is stupid, but he insults me every time I go up to him because he's <laughs> a jerk face. Because he knows honestly, he doesn't like you. Yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. It's a mutual <laughs> agreement between us. I actually really, like this week, as far as for people listening in the future, this week was the um, memories, the memorabilia of Toland in game that you had to return and like heal Eris as far as like her memories of him um it was an interesting set of dialogue uh eris is not super fond of him but also i don't know it's just she's not super fond of him and i found that very soothing and like recognizable i get it i get it i don't mind it but yes toland is definitely my number two because you know F that guy. Um, number one is blue. <laughs> uh, mine, my number one is a tie between Randall Flagg or Walter O'Dim and the Crimson King. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go through why. Well, okay, so the Dark Tower series is is very like big for me. I really, I really like how King has presented like a actual connection between all his works within that series. Um, and two of the big connectors that actually cross uh, a lot of different storylines, predominantly as antagonists are Randall flag and the Crimson King. Uh, Crimson King is, he actually takes kind of a, excuse me. Uh, he's uh he actually kind of takes a, kind of a backseat like he's a driving force he's a catalyst in the dark towers uh the Mm -hmm. eight volumes uh up until the very end 
Um, but he's very, very influential in the whole thing. He actually, I think if I remember correctly, he plays a more prominent role in black house and insomnia. Um, but he, he's, he's very, very much the driving force of particularly, uh, flag who actually takes the front, who takes the figure of Walter O'Dim in the dark tower series. Originally, uh, you find, you find out that he is actually flag, uh, in the fourth book i believe third or fourth book i can't remember which one it is that they catch up to flags uh manifestation of him but flag is also like one of the big reasons that the whole th- well he is the catalyst for the entire pretty much series of the dark tower series he and, and it's the opening sentence really of the first book is the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed mm-hmm. walter odim is the man in black and there's a there's a huge story of like what's going on there. He's you know and and what he's doing, what Roland's doing, and all this stuff. And it culminates basically in a final fight between the two of them. And the thing that like the fascinating thing with Walter or with Randall is like he's constantly trying to seek more power. He's trying to constantly kind of get one up on really everybody. And that actually in the end uh, is the reason he falls is he he is he is involved in um creating basically the the antithesis to Roland uh within the figure of Mordred and um that that's what he, that you know that's ultimately what happens is he he basically gets he yeah it's it's not pretty what happens to him so he gets his comeuppance but like yeah oh yeah yeah in the stand too um, but yeah, so like the, the whole story, like the whole like progression of the dark tower is really, really just in my opinion, it's really cool because of the way it connects all of King's works. And one of those prominent figures is flag, but he's also like, he's just really well written to be hated. Yeah, I can yeah, uh, Pins is asking. Yeah. Uh, Flag was in Eyes of the Dragon. Yes, uh, he's the he's the. Um, I think he was the primary antagonist on that one as well. So shall I shall I make you groan and say is Flag the Michael McCon or Michael Matt McConaughey character from the movie? Yeah, yeah, and he actually did a fair job uh, with that particular portrayal. That that per- so like the thing the thing with Dark Tower, and this is actually why I, I actually really like the movie. Um, but the reason is is that every iteration of the Dark Tower is basically a retelling of the same story, and it's mm-hmm. that's actually that's actually explained in the series. Is this is a multiverse, and because it's a multiverse, there are multiple iterations of the same thing so and this was kind of led into uh with the movie in particular there is a there was a teaser that king actually put out like i think three months before the movie and it's a picture of a horn and it says and he continued or he and he carried on or something like that but basically what it is is like the movie is actually not a re it's not a it's not meant to be a direct translation of the books. Of the books. Yeah. It's a continuation of the books. It's actually the next chapter in the books was the intent of that. Uh, and similar with the TV show, that's going to be kind of thing. That's why the differences that existed in the movie are completely 
canonical and capable of being existence inside the the overall like universe of it because mm-hmm. the differences that are there that's why uh for example one of the things that i picked up on that i don't i actually don't remember a lot of people talking about but matthew mcconaughey's character of randall flag uh there's a scene where he's he's picking out the particular orb that he's going to use if you notice he has the full merlin's rainbow in the books, he never had the full Merlin's rainbow because there was multiple oh. times where Roland actually prevented him from getting them. One of the primary ones that he prevented him was Black 13 because that's the entire issue. In in the Dark Tower series, that was the entire reason that the terrorist attack of 9-11 happened was because Black 13 was at the center of it. And that's how they, that's how they actually locked it and pseudo-destroyed it. Um, and so flag was not able to capture it but in the movie he has black 13 he has the full rainbow of merlin and so he has the grapefruit he has the black 13 and all all the colors and so that's one of the things i was like oh oh no that's not good like because that's where that's where he gets a lot of his power in the movie um yeah he didn't he didn't have that in the book so there, there is, and there's a couple other like small things that they had kind of thrown in there. Uh, the horn being one of them, that was also a nod to it being a continuation because in the book series, Roland doesn't have the horn. Uh, that's actually one of the problems later in the book is that he doesn't have the horn, uh, which is a requirement in one of the final parts of the quest. So that's it's again it's this whole multiverse theory multi multi-relational timeline stuff that king has running through predominantly all of his books uh and flag and roland are kind of both at the center of that someday i'll get past the whole yeah your problem is is you went with the uh the audiobook audiobook yeah yeah uh so uh pins just put the tweet in chat it's a, it's a picture of the horn on the ground, and it's the tweet says, The Dark Tower is close now. The Crimson King awaits. Soon Roland will raise the Horn of Eld and blow. And then the picture is the horn, and over it it says, Last time around. So it's basically the the wheel of time or the wheel of fate. This is, this is meant to be the last time around it, um, which is what the Horn of Eld actually helps bring about is that process. Okay. But that's why when I walked into the movie, I know a lot of people were like, this isn't the books. I'm like, no, it's not. It was never intended to be the books. This is an entirely, this is an entirely brand new chapter. It's using the same characters, but you know, there's, there's a lot of times where even flag, uh, makes, makes the comment like from the, from the transition from the stand and the eyes of the dragon into the dark tower series from hearts of Atlantis, all of those figures, even those transitions into the Dark Tower series, he makes himself the comment that he is the same but not the same. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that it's that stepping across the lines of the multiverse that that blend those those storylines. And that's why in the movie there's like there's things like the Dixie Pig, like that yes, it does exist in both stories, but the iteration in the movie is completely different than the iteration in the book. Okay. But that's also why you have like faint echoes of the same events, but they're they're flavored different. And I know we can go on on that. I can go on forever. Oh my gosh, I can go on forever for this one. It should be its own episode. Honestly, we should do that as an extra lore. 
I would totally be up for that. I my head might yeah. explode at the end, but it's okay. <laughs> you might also need a cough drop or two. Yeah. Um <laughs> Buru, what's your number one character that you love to hate? Um my number one is Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. Really? Is it because she went psycho crazy at the end or is it for other reasons? Uh uh, the, the psycho craziness has something to do with it, um, but it's not just that. I I, I kind of saw it coming. Okay. I guess that's why. Um, it... It's it's really interesting because um, up to the point where it's still like uh, on parallel with the books, mm-hmm. um, I don't feel the same way with the book than Ares. Okay. Um, because uh, so the thing is uh, in the books you have like um you actually see, so that the chapters are basically the point of views of these characters right mm-hmm. right so 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 you see you, you don't only like uh, read what she's saying but also what she's thinking which you don't have in the tv show obviously mm-hmm. uh so um some of the decisions she makes in the books uh, make sense uh, in the TV show, it sometimes comes like kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but throughout the the show, she maintains this this sense of entitlement that I really hate. Where the, the way she draws her justification to destroy her enemies in I mean, in, the, in in the scale of the destruction she wants to, right? You know, she but it wasn't it's, nearly as bad as her brother. I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, her brother was just a. He was a jerk. N- yeah, he was a narcissistic. Uh, mm-hmm. Something. Something. Um, <laughs> um, I don't but... know. It's, I think it's just a a continuation of that that family, right? Because the the bad king and the the siblings. And you see the brother and how awful he was to her, so you gain sympathy for her. That's the but one then that you see her. wasn't that the one that he got his his head stuck in a pot. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, That's no, about no, no. that. No, he he's, uh, he he got crowned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. He crowned. he had the the <laughs> Jason Momoa the... put the gold on uh-huh. his head. Yeah. yeah. Walking. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, "All right, yeah, yeah you asked nice. for that. Like, you literally got what you asked for. You're a he yeah. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was not a very intelligent character. I think. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think was. of the name of the the character that's basically her translator through all of that when she's um, first. Yeah, so just the d- interactions that she have has, you start to see her turn early, but it's. You don't. I don't know. I. She seems very humble at the very beginning, and yeah, I. Yeah. At the beginning, I was, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really settle in. I. I don't know. I. I tend to dislike um, Cersei much, much strongly, much more strongly than I do Daenerys. But I can totally understand where you're going at with her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's interesting. I. I love Cersei. Um, uh-huh. uh, well, I love the TV show Cersei. I hate the right. book Cersei. Uh-huh. Um, 
because uh, I guess most of the things because of the actress, she plays Cersei okay. so well. Um, oh, yeah. And She's her very cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her her narcissism is so believable. Uh, I guess that's why uh, that's why I hate Danny more because she has she had a moment in lessons where she uh, should have made her thing you know she should know better. Ah, uh, but, but I... it's uh, she's kind of the character who only does good things as long as she has loved ones around her. Uh-huh. Uh And every time she loses one, she she just gets closer to you know to to a monster. Uh, and that makes sense. uses that to justify her desire to destroy her enemies who stole her crown, her throne, killed her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, after he's killed, she does start going off the deep end a little bit. But yeah, interesting. All right, so my number one in all of this is a comic book character who I was introduced into, not through comic books, but through a really awesome TV show that I really wish um, had kept going, slash is going to keep going. I don't know. It's been a long time since I watched it, but I actually stopped watching it because of this character. And it is Zebediah Kilgrave, the purple yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. not like that character. That character is a big jerk. Um, talking he's also, about He's also big purple. Yeah, he is big purple, but he, I mean, the guy who plays him in the TV sh- series, uh, David Tennant. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I love David, and did I, you, I love did you see my his hair? I did, but my gosh, just the—I've been around charming men in my life, and they, David, does a really great job of being that—that that really, almost seductive, charming. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's just like, oh, you are no that that's a whole <laughs> lot of nope there. That's a whole whole lot of nope. So yeah, Kilgrave is definitely a character that has absolutely no redeeming qualities in my mind whatsoever. There's no reason for him to act that way in my book. Period. But man, did you guys have any also rands of like anybody else that would go mm-hmm. on your list at all? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who is that? Uh, Dracula or Carmilla is think... predominantly <laughs> mostly. Well, yeah, I know why Sorry. you're giggling, but also yeah. because because I actually that was actually the source of my thesis uh, for college uh, was Dracula. It was a it was an analysis of Dracula for from a thanatological point of view. Um, and like the way that he's portrayed and the way that Carmilla is portrayed uh, is just, it's, it's fascinating and disturbing on, on so many different levels. Um, but also in addition to that, you have like grand Admiral Thrawn from the legends of star Wars. I know they reintroduced mm-hmm. him in the new version. I haven't caught up um, whether or not he's this, I want to say he's probably not exactly the same as he was in legends because understandably there are, there's some significant differences in the two story arcs. Um, but in legends, Thrawn was a, just an amazing character who, who was one of those characters that like uh, Timothy Zahn did such an amazing job with his character. Um, he was, he was both one of those like extremely, extremely interesting characters, 
who you also just didn't want like you you wanted bad things to happen to him but you didn't want bad things to happen to him because the way he went about doing stuff was just really fascinating um it was just it was just, he's he's a very detailed character and zon did like timothy zon did an amazing job on that one yeah uh pins is talking about it. like one of the one of the things that thrawn would do is in order to defeat an enemy he would actually go out and study their culture predominantly their art and that's how he would get into the head of his enemy and then he would use that to completely and utterly annihilate them so like he, he yeah it was he oh he was such yeah yeah, and then yeah, the only yeah, he's he's oh god, man, he was he was so good. Um, and then of the the Dracula, just to go back, is that mm-hmm. episode out yet? No, Have it is released? not. I have not. I'm still I I still need to rope one more person in, uh, for for supplemental purposes. Voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's in it's in progress. I, I sh- I'm hoping to have out. I'm hoping to have that out. It's been God, man. It's been that thing's been in months for months. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to use that as kind of a, a springboard to kind of start back up on the snapshots, actually. But oh. um, uh, then th- my other final one was the Full Metal Alchemist, the Homunculi. That entire group is. Uh, oh yeah yeah especially in the manga in the anime like i don't i haven't watched brotherhood but in the like the original anime it was like they they changed a lot with them and i actually i'm like i like i like the way they portrayed them in the anime but the way that they had them in the manga was just oh my god like it uh, i i cannot yeah black flag i know i've been i've been meaning to watch it i've been told it's a lot better um Sorry, chat's giving me grief for not watching Brotherhood. Uh, <laughs> but the the way that the the homunculi, the primary homunculi in the manga are, it's just like, oh my gosh, you just you just like it's one of those visceral feelings of just like I don't like you, but you have such an interesting story, like, and mm-hmm. it's so it's so. Um, I feel like angst is not strong enough of a word, but that's kind of the feeling it is because they have such a, such a, um, painful like origin, which is, which kind of, it goes to explain why they are so twisted, but, and, and also the fact that they don't have any humanity, but like, you know, the, the way that they explain how they became what they did in the manga was just, it's, it's, you can see the progression coming and you're like, no, don't. Oh, and it's just so good. (laughs) I have a funny one that is just kind of, it's kind of just been a childhood slash continue into my adulthood terror. I actually don't like Bush baby. The look of Bush babies are adorable, but I actually don't like Bush babies because they kind of look like them and it's gremlins. (laughs) I hate gremlins. I I watched gremlins once when I was a child, had nightmares for weeks, and just have not gotten over it. I'm 32 years old, guys, and I just can't get over gremlins. Just saying. This this end. Green loves scary movies. Yes, I just no 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 psychological things. I enjoy. I don't like gore. I don't like. I don't know. It's just not my thing that I prefer to watch. Anyway, uh, Varu, did you have any other also? Uh, not really, you know. Uh, no worries. I think so. 
No worries. Well, that is kind of a wrap for this week's top three. Thank you, Pins, for the suggestion on the topic. This was definitely a fun one to kind of get in into everybody's head a little bit and pick at them and see what kind of things we, we love to hate. Join us next week for who knows what we're going to talk about. But remember, everybody loves a list. Thank <laughs> you.